Okay, so, so tonight um, we're going to do, do things a bit differently. Okay, we can page on over that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lee. I'm sure it's Lee. <laughs> yep. I'm going to need your interaction tonight, kind of like in worship. You guys all pushed in. Well done for that. That was awesome. And you can only get that here, corporate worship. You can worship in your car. You can worship at home. You can go into the desert on a mountain and worship, and you're going to have an amazing God experience, I'm sure. But you're not going to get this. You're not going to get corporate worship. And there's something about us meeting together that the Father blesses and the Father responds to, and you have corporate worship. And that's actually why people press to the front. If you haven't pressed to the front, come here. That, that's why. So come and try it. Because there's something about worshiping closely together, COVID or not. There's something about that, um, that where, where, the, where the Spirit responds. Um, so that's why we do that, you know. So I'm going to need your interaction tonight. This is not a service, like a church service, where you come in like a car and you get serviced and you leave with you just lying limp and you don't do anything. I'm going to need your input tonight. And that's, it's risky on my side because I don't know what you're going to say. Um, but I'm willing to take a chance with you guys. And I, and I have a, a lovely assistant that will... Uh, yeah. So it's going to be a bit of a workshop type session, but also, also not. I trust, trust that the, the Lord is in this. And the question I want to ask you, now, before I get to that, one day soon, for us it's 10 years, for some of us it's maybe 50 years, for some it's maybe 80 years, but one day soon, each of us is going to stand alone. And you know what? You're going to stand naked. Okay, for some of us, that's not a great thought, but we're going to stand, for me, it's not a good thought, but we're going to stand naked before the Lord, like naked, naked, and he's going to look at us, and we're going to go, okay, Lord, this is what I've done with my life, and this is what I've put into your bride, and he's going to say, what did you do with my bride, the part I entrusted to you? He's going to do it to me, he's going to do it to every one of you, because you are part of his bride. And he's going to ask, how did you help build my bride? How did, what was the role you had to play, and did you play that? And you're going to be able to present a part of the bride to him. Now, Paul says, I long to present you as a pure and spotless bride. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 2. I long for that too. And the leaders here, they long for that too. And I hope and I trust that it's everybody's longing to, to be doing that. So the question is, what kind of church do we want to present on that day? What kind of people do we want to be? That's it. That's the only question for the evening. That's all it is. So I'm going to I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you to stick your hand up and say the word, what you think, so we can go for it. So I'm going to, you guys, I'll, I'll, I'll walk around till I can hear you, but don't be shy. You guys can speak it out. What kind of people do you want to be? And, and we're going to tone it down a bit and let Jeanette write down 
those words. So make it like a one or two words at a time, not like a, a paragraph or a preach. Okay, so we have one ad here. Tanya. Obedient people. Do you all agree to that? You all agree with that? Good idea? Good word, Tanya. Okay. Jeanette, O B. <laughs> you see, she's ambidextrous. Did you see that? She switched left, left. Try play pool with her. It's ridiculous. She gets all the angles. Obedient. Okay, Eugene, what? Humble. <laughs> Proud of that one. A humble people. Lee. So what's that, holy? A holy people. Okay. Are you, are you doing there? Okay. Alale. A warrior, warrior, like, like front-footed, like somebody confronting, when you say warrior, like we all warriors, fighting, okay. Uh, Fritz? Hungry. Four? Warrior. O-R, O-O-O-O-O. Not somebody who worries. Bible says, don't do that. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Okay. You said hungry? Hungry people? Hungry. As, the, as these words get spoken, think it over. Do you agree? Uh, Amaro. Courageous. It links with warrior. Surrendered. Surrendered. We have surrendered here. So fair, fair. You want fair. See, you guys should sit in the middle in the front. That's where they actually... Okay? Oh, not you. <laughs> Righteousness. Love. Loving people. Okay, okay. Natasha has something. I want to be a different. Different. Set apart? Okay, good word. Set apart. All right, Tanya. Set apart. United. Good word. Good word. That's, that's fine. It's probably not going to get written out. Holy, set apart, yes. We had united here. So, people of unity. The yellow doesn't work, by the way. No. It's maybe good because they don't see the spelling mistakes, but still. <laughs> Tanya. Overcomer? Overcoming people? Um. 
on that side in the middle. Prayerful, prayerful people. Okay. Joyful. Prayerful and joyful. Do you get joyful, please? Joyful. On the left here. Faithful. A faithful people, yes. All the fools. Full, full left us, really. Full. Yes. Worshippers. All right. I can only go as fast as, as my lovely assistant writes, so I'm going to ignore the hands until then. <laughs> I'll go for short ones. Spirit fold. Spirit junkies. Spirit fold. Okay, Matthew. Generous. Generous people. I like this. It's going well. Yes. Consecrated. What does that mean? <laughs> set apart. Yes, you consecrated to the Father. We've got set apart. A holy set apart people. Big word. <laughs> Ronan. You're going to have to speak up. Honorable. People of honor. Okay. Nadine, didn't you go already? <laughs> Robin. Selfless. Selfless. Yes, we call to die to self. Huh? I was that thing. There's like a mini preach in that one word. Selfless. The world says, the world says, be yourself. I'm actually buying Jeanette some time. The world says, be yourself. Nah? And the Bible tells us to be selfless. It says exact opposite. On this side. Devoted, devoted. I th- many hands should drop now because I'm hoping a lot of you thought about that word. Devoted. Yes. Parents is not a word that counts, bro. You can't all be parents. Spotless. Does it link with holy? I hope, I hope it does. I hope it does. Okay, yes. Another word here. Sacrificial. That's a, yeah, selfless, sacrificial, good. Tanya? Wild horses. Okay. I'm allergic to horses, but okay, wild horses. Okay, Albie. Peaceful. Peaceful people. Okay. Okay. Peaceful. Okay, Francois? Passionate. Oh, no, there's no shortage of that here. I can see. Amado? Wise. 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 That starts with the fear of the Lord, right? Fred. Persevering, enduring, persevering. Okay. I think I'm going to have to start, like, we're running out of paper here. We're killing too many trees. Okay, Lisa. Merciful, merciful. His, his mercies are new every day. A merciful people. Okay. Sure, that, that, that's more than I... Tima, okay. 
honest and real, truthful, truthful people. Okay, Bobby. Reflective. Reflecting God. Reflecting God. Okay, cool. Ian. Fruitful. Okay, okay. The lady at the back whose name I don't know, sorry. Fearful of the Lord. Yes. And somebody has said wisdom. I might have said those two link. Okay, excellent. Yunanda. Okay, yes, rarely last. Zealous. Okay, zealous. Whew. Thanks, guys. That went better than I thought. I didn't know that you knew all these words. Especially consecrated. <clears throat> okay, so now... Whew. Thank you. So what I want to do now is I want to talk a little bit about some of those words. So I'll, I'll pull some of them out and just talk a little bit about them. And you can check your own heart and we can, we can think, how are we doing as a congregation about that? And is that what we, is that what we really want? So can you flip it back, please? Just one, one page. Yeah, to the spelling error. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Humble. The Lord says he gives grace to the humble, but he opposes the proud. Um, that is in James 4, verse 6. He gives grace to the humble, but he opposes the proud. Who of you want to be opposers by the Father? I mean, there's nobody, nobody else that you don't want to cross, that you don't want to be against. If the Father opposes you, what chance have you got? But he has grace to the humble. So do we want to be a humble people? I want to be a humble people. Absolutely. So, yeah, good one. Obedience. Another word. Acts 5.29 we obey God rather than man. That's everyone, because often we, there's so much peer pressure, peer pressure and just trains going. But we should obey God rather than man. Luke 6.46 says, I'm not your Lord if you don't do what I say. That's heavy. You can call me Lord, but I'm not your Lord if you don't do what I say. How many of us call him our Lord, but we don't check that we do what he says? So let's find out what he says. Luke eleven twenty eight. More blessed are all who hear the word and obey. This comes from a verse where somebody shouts blessings to Jesus and he responds to say, Yes, but more blessed are all to hear the word and obey. More blessed than he is. Exodus 19 verse 5 says, If you will obey and keep my covenant, I'll be with you. If it's a condition. If you obey. So that's not, that's not a little thing. That's a big thing. So do we want to be known as an obedient people? Yes. I, often we've heard Andrew say, he was given a new name, and that was obedience. I don't know if you've heard him say that, but in quite a few messages he, he said that he was given a new name. Uh, Russell, you guys will, will, can, can bow me out on that one. And obedience is not something you can... I can't make you obey. We're all free, you know? You can't make people do this. 
you have to get a revelation of who the Lord is. And from that revelation, you can't help but respond in obedience. If you stop responding in obedience, if you stop obeying, you are losing bits of that revelation of how amazing and how great he is and what he's done for you and what this is worth. So obedience, it's a big one. Let's page over. We can come back to this page, but let's page over. Uh, faithful. Faithful. Hebrews 11 verse 13. You please God by your faith. That's pleasing to God. How, how badly do we want to please God? There's scriptures where Jesus goes and he worships the Father and he says, you have chosen to reveal this to more simple people about the gospel you've, and his plan. You've chosen to re- reveal it, and it gives you good pleasure to do this way. And then Jesus goes on rejoicing that it gave God good pleasure. So it was a big thing for Jesus to give the Father good pleasure. And the word says, it pleases him if we have faith. Luke seven twenty three says, we should be a people of faith. It's in the word. We should be a people of faith, whether we want it or not. And it's a good thing to want, but, you know, we should be known as a people of faith. And on this, I think many of us, especially the leaders, I mean, I know you guys are faithful. You guys are faithful. I can rely on you. I know you guys will be next to us in the trenches. And you'll do that till you, till you die. You are faithful people. But more than that, I want you guys to get full of faith. Not just faithful, because that is a good thing. That's honorable, and I want to commend you on that. But more than that, I want you guys to be more full of faith, like front-footed. Yes, not like I'm going to do this because I know it's the right thing, and I'm going to be honoring, and I'm going to be faithful. Geduldig, gedienstig, gedoeer. For the Afrikaans people. Yeah. Afrikaans. It's not a swear word, I promise. It's a... Afrikaans literature. Mm. But uh, faithfulness. But uh, if we can be full of faith. And my, my, one of my dreams is to get us to a place where we are full of faith. What else can we say about faith? And, and for what? To see his kingdom come. That's what it's about. That's what it's for. Surrendered. I was reading the previous page. I saw it somewhere. Is it there? Surrender. There it is. Three weeks ago, Lucas spoke here, uh, Romans 12:1, about a living, living sacrifices. Such an awesome message. If you can still find it online, go and find it online. Such a good message. We know where Bobby scored 200 bucks out of the deal. Yeah, I remember that. But the living, Romans 12, 1 says, become a living sacrifice. Be surrendered. Galatians 2, verse 20 says, it's not I who live, but Christ who live in me. You've given up. Matthew 16, verse 24 to 25, it speaks this whole thing about denying yourself. And there was another point about denying yourself. Mark 8, verse 35 says that whole thing about losing your life and saving 
If you want to save your life, you will lose it. But if you lay down and lose your life, you will save it. And it sounds weird. It's a preach on its own. Go and, go and read that in your quiet time. Go and follow it up. Make a note. Mark 8, verse 35. Devoted. We all know where that one is, yeah. Acts 2.42. They were devoted people. Last week we spoke about being devoted to Jesus. There's so much in that. Let us be known for people that are devoted to Jesus. Spirit-filled. Ephesians 5.18 says, Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And there's so many scriptures about that. And speak about it the whole evening, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, let us be people that's spirit filled. What else have we got there? Love. Loving people. Who doesn't know 1 Corinthians 13 about what love is? And when you read that, if you haven't read it in a while, go and read that. See how the Father feels about you because He is love. And we call to reflect that, as was said. It speaks about what love is. Exodus, in Exodus, there you can find the Ten Commandments. And we've all heard about them. But it, and there are Ten Commandments. Four of them is related to God. And six of them is related to people. So it can be summarized, love God, love people. And that can be summarized, love. So yes, let's, if anybody ever doubted that we're not supposed to be a people who love, we should love. John 13 verse 35 says, Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So that's the proof. If you don't have it, you don't have proof. It's not true then. It cannot be proven. You must have that love. You can't love the Father, love Jesus, but not each other. Your love for one another. What else have we got there? Surrendered, hurry, unity. Unity. Unity was in the previous page. I think. There we go, in red, yeah. Unity is the result of all of us following Jesus. It's not the result of being in a club. It's not the result of being together, even having a good time together, or doing the same thing. The unity we talk about here. It's a result of all following Jesus. We had a meeting this morning and unity came up. And the difference between unity and togetherness, you know, this has been said before, but if you have two cats tied together and you, they're hanging on a line, those two cats are not in unity. They're together, but they're definitely not in unity. They'll be fighting. You know, imagine that. But if you have two dogs fighting and you throw a cat into the mix, <laughs> who's not a cat person? Then those two dogs are in unity.
In the Old Testament, the Israelites were following the cloud. They wake up, <gasps> the cloud is moving. Let's go. Who, was, who of all those people were in unity? The ones who got up and moved. They in unity. The ones that, if they had chosen to stay behind, they in disunity. They not in unity. But the ones that get up and follow, they were in unity. Make sense? I mean, it's not rocket science. I know you guys know most of this stuff, but it's cool to mull this over and be reminded of this and, and measure ourselves against it again. Was they thankful over there somewhere? No. Okay. Sacrificial, truthful, zealous. You can add it. I had one that I thought you guys would have, and, you, and I didn't. What about discipling? Huh? Is that an indication? I hope not. It's our, our single biggest charge. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me. So he says it with all authority. And he says, therefore, go and make disciples. Baptizing them. Go and make disciples. Disciples includes getting people saved, loving them, getting them into family, teaching them, discipling them along the way, all the way. Teaching them and bringing them through accountability, everything. That's a disciple. A disciple is a student follower. That's the definition of a disciple. A student follower. Not somebody you get saved on the street and you say, bless you, and you leave him. That's not a disciple unless that person gets discipled by somebody else. And you cause trouble there. We need to be disciplers and we need to be disciples. It's one of the biggest, most serious charges that we have to be. And what we're doing here needs to point to that. And when you're leading, you need to think about that. How can I be a better disciple? And how can I disciple better? And who must I disciple? We call the disciple the nations. If you look at what the things that Andrew say, I mean, Andrew speaks, he speaks about the nations. He speaks about there's so many people that need discipling. And we have got so much to give. And we have so much capacity here. I look, I look at you guys. So many leaders, so much potential. This morning we went through a list. We met as, as elders, um, and we went through who are our leaders and our potential leaders in this congregation. It was pages full. Like names, oh yeah, that person, that person. It was incredible. Like I don't think anybody of us that were in that meeting thought that list would be that long. We're like, wow, what, what potential is here? To go and make disciples. When you guys go and have a and, and go on outreaches, which I would encourage you to do. Okay, I don't mean every the same family must be away every Sunday. Okay, like please be here, but make a point of reaching out, going to other congregations. You will benefit more than you give, and you'll be doing what the Father wants you to be doing, which is showing of yourself and sharing of yourself. That is part of discipling. We are called to do that. And that will lift your eyes for bigger things and more things. Before you know it, you're planting a church somewhere out there because the Father says, hey, I can use that person. That's what we're talking about. Discipling is a big thing, guys. So what you do here, think, how, what do I need to do now to position myself in such a way that I can disciple people well later or go to the nations and disciple them there or go to my neighbor and disciple them? Or get them into some kind of situation where they come to church so they can be discipled by somebody who's maybe gifted more than me in that field or whatever it is. It should all point to that. God has one plan for us, not diverging plans. Is that okay? Sure. I'm talking too much here. Okay. 
So these words that, that, that's been thrown up, and there's a lot more. You can talk about this for hours. Why would we want to be this? I mean, I just spoke about discipling, okay. But why would we want to do what Jesus wants us to be doing? Why do we want to be any of these things? It's cool, and people, it's honorable, you know. But our lives are not our own. Because these things are not easy. I mean, some of them, there's, there's grace and there's glory and the Father's well pleased with you. But don't tell me that Jesus' life was easy. I don't think it was. Jesus said, if you follow me, you will suffer. So these things are not easy. Okay? They're costly. But why do we do it then? It's because Jeremiah 10, 23, our lives are not our own. So if you settle that thing, our lives are not our own. Then you'll have no problem doing this. You'll go, oh, this is tough, but I'm in this because my life is not my own. So if you have a problem with that in your mind, work it through with the people that's discipling you. I'm not saying, yes, we must all like, get it right now. I'm not that convincing. But work it through in the people that you're accountable with. That thing about what does it mean that our lives are not our own? If you've, if you've surrendered to Jesus, you've given your life to Jesus. People so easy to say, I've given my life. You know? Really? Your life is, if you've given your life, it's not your own. If you want to please Jesus more than yourself, then you've given your life. That thing what, what Alex did last week, he said, what I wanted was more important than what Jesus wanted. And he surrendered to that and he cut it off. That's what I'm talking about. If you call yourself a Christian, and many people do, but if you call yourself a Christian, you are declaring that you have died to yourself and that you live for God and not yourself. That's what Christian means. That's a definition. So I believe you are, but I believe in the world there are many people that that try and cheapen that word because that's what it means. But your actions will show your value. Actions will really show. You can say what you want. How you live will show who you've died for and who you're living for. So why we do is, is our lives are not our own and we've seen the pull of great price. There was a scripture in the prayer meeting about that. We've seen the pull of great price. We know that there is inheritance for us. The Father says, you get persecuted here, but there's an inheritance. And we respond to what he's done for us. Those are the reasons. That's many good reasons. And I, I don't know about you, but for me, that's worth it. So the things that we're touching on is also our values. You know, in a corporate sense, people will ask, what's your vision? What's your corporate vision, you know? I don't know that we, that as Josh Jen, we really have one. But we do have values. And we can try and articulate it. And I don't know how many times you've watched Josh Jen live. Guys, have all seen it? Who doesn't know what Josh Jen live is? It's something on YouTube. It's fine if you don't know. Everybody knows. Then I don't have to explain it. Cool. But I... Okay. So Josh Jen, I don't know who, but that's fine. Josh Jen live is a YouTube series of messages and preachers of the values of 
Josh in our congregations, um, and Andrew in those episodes, because there are a lot. Andrew Selly, who leads Josh Jean and Foot 12, has an introduction. And he, and he says this, and you know, I don't know if you've actually listened to what Andrew says. And he says this, and he, he proposes a dream. He says, what if a church actually took God at his word? Where every member felt part of something eternal. No matter where you were, who you are, or what you've done, you knew you had a part to play in something bigger than yourself. Because like Megan brought that word about the wood, one little flame on one little piece of wood, something small, but throw that all together, together that, that heat is much more than all those little sticks could burn on their own. It's something bigger. It's something bigger than ourselves. The Bible wasn't just a suggestion, but our blueprint for everything we did, even the controversial parts. Those people who led did so by being willing to sit on the floor first when there weren't enough chairs, where we didn't follow a clock, a genre, or a movement, things of the world, but we followed the Holy Spirit, Spiritfold. Even when no one else did, when we spoke about family, we actually lived it with relationships that are loving, that are raw, that are messy. I mean, that's real family. It's supposed to be messy. We're not prim and proper. I mean, look at us. We're not prim and proper. Where miracles happen, where prophecies still flow. Isn't that exciting? Somebody brings a prophetic word, and it's, it's a word from the Spirit. I mean, for goodness sake, people make movies about spirits, you know, and then it's a hit because people believe there can actually be a spirit operating. This is the Holy Spirit, the one who raised Jesus, and they are, we're getting messages. I mean, for goodness sake, think about that. You know, oh, somebody had a word, okay, going on, you know. What if somebody brings a word and we all fall on our faces, yeah? I digress now, but in, uh, in, in Canada, and Jeanette told the story before, but I'm going to take advantage of it. Um, in the outreach to Canada, Jeanette had a word for a, for a couple, an elderly man and woman. And she told him about the word, and he said, I'm going to come back with my wife so we can hear it together. Okay, so he already had reverence for the word. And then eventually they were there Then in the next meeting. And they said, no, no, come aside, come aside to where it's not noisy. And they said, okay, we are ready for your word. And they both went down on their knees. And they were like this. And they said, okay, now give me, give me your word. Because they know it wasn't Jeanette speaking. They knew it was from the Father. It was a prophecy. That's what it means. Signs and wonders still happened. And the poor were welcomed. Above all else, when you walked into our midst, you couldn't help but meet the person of Jesus. We're not there yet. Humble. But this is our dream. So, the, so you guys had put up these words. And I'm very glad you did. Well done. They're good words. I'm very glad you did. But can, we, can I ask you if we would commit to it? Commit to being that. 
or becoming towards that. The thing about holiness is in Hebrews 10.14, I didn't even speak about holiness, but the thing about holiness is Hebrews 10.14, is it blessed are those who are being made holy. It is a process. We are being made holy. Go and read Hebrews 10. It's, it's very cool about holiness. And we are being made holy. We are being sanctified. So we're on this journey together. Can all the leaders stand, please? Whether you're a home group leader or a deacon or an elder or a worship leader, can you stand, please? Okay, thank you. Firstly, I want to honor you guys. You guys, I love being in the trenches with you. Really. We love it. We feel safe and strong because you guys are there. But these guys, for now, and I believe there are going to be many more, but these guys are going to be the ones to lead us towards that, towards holiness. They're going to show, show us the way because they're going to be discipling us. That's what they're doing. And there are more, many others. Nadine, you are a leader. Now I want to ask everybody else to stand as well. If, 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 if. If you commit to this, if you want to commit to these things, to the things we've spoken about. Nicolene, can you play that clip, please? Church actually took God at his word. Where every member felt a part of something eternal. And no matter who you were, where you were from, or what you'd done, you knew you had a part to play in something bigger than yourself. Where the Bible wasn't just a suggestion, but it was our blueprint for everything we did, even the controversial parts. And those who led did so by being willing to sit on the floor first when there weren't enough chairs for everyone else. Where we didn't follow a clock or genre or cultural movement, we followed the Holy Spirit even when no one else did. And when we spoke about family, we actually lived it with relationships that were loving, raw, and messy. Where miracles still happened, prophecies still flowed, signs and wonders followed, and the poor were welcomed with open arms. And above all else, when you walked into our midst, you couldn't help but meet the person of Jesus. We're not there yet, but this is our dream. Welcome to Josh Jim. Uncle Russell, would you come pray for us, please? Father, we just present ourselves before you right now. And as we've all stood in, before your throne tonight, Lord, we just offer up our hearts, our minds, our bodies, every aspect of us, Lord. You said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your spirit, everything that you've got, that we offer it up to you, Lord, as living sacrifices right now. And I pray over us as a congregation, as a people of God, that we will fulfill these things, Lord. We will see them come to pass. Because, Lord, you watch over your word to see it come to fruition. And we'll be a people who live in the things, God, that you've called us to live in. We will fight our way through, Lord, every obstacle and find your face 
in every situation. We, I just pray over us as a people right now, Lord, that we will be those who achieve within our lifetime the things that you've called us to do within our generation as a people. We are those, Lord, who take your word seriously and take what you've called us to do seriously. It's a life and death matter, Lord, and we present ourselves as living sacrifices yet again before your throne room. Thank you, Father, that you work so powerfully in us in order for us to do this, Lord. We cannot, and we know we cannot, do this in our own strength and achieve it in our own strength, but by your Spirit, we are able to do these things that you've called us to walk in. We pray this in Jesus' wonderful, credible, beautiful name. Thank you, Lord.